Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and you know what it is. It is time for some fantasy football. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. It's our fantasy football preview show. Ray, we do got to give a shout-out to, I guess, one of the biggest fights by gambling, you know, ever, Mayweather McGregor. I'll take Mayweather an eight. I hope the fix is not in. What's your pick? Yeah, I'll go Mayweather in six. He's a defensive boxer, and he'll probably tire McGregor out. He might get him with a with a left uppercut. I'll say a little. I mean, he's he's coming in five pounds lighter, four or five pounds lighter, because you know McGregor barely made the weight. And you could tell he was on stage rehydrating himself. So he'll probably go into the fight five, six pounds heavier. Yeah, they said he might even get 10 pounds uh, tomorrow in water weight, which is insane. So let's get into fantasy football, man. This is what everybody's waiting for. I have a draft tomorrow. You and I have two drafts together on, I think, the third and the fourth. It's exciting. Everybody is ready. The, th- the third preseason games are tonight and tomorrow and two last night. We finally saw Cam Newton play uh, two for two. Let me ask you this. We'll get to rookies and sleepers and give our rankings and, you know, kind of skim through guys. Who's the number one pick this year, Ray? If you get number one, who are you taking? And who should our fans take? Well, only one person in the league has number one, so (laughs) it all falls into place after that. Um, you know, I'll flip that question around to you because you're you're in Arizona, and and to me, the safest pick might be David Johnson. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's going to come in September first, and who knows if he's in football shape? Because it's different from being, you know, being in shape and being in football shape. So worry about the hamstring. Bell, ah. Yeah, and if he gets off to a slow start, you know, David Johnson is as consistent as it gets. So I would say it's either Johnson or Bell. How many games will Elliot probably, when this thing is heard on Tuesday, what do you think? It will stay at six, three, or four? And where would fantasy owners draft him accordingly? Or where should they? So, hold on. You broke up for a sec. Repeat that. The fantasy owners drafting Elliot, they'll find out on Tuesday whether it's going to be six games, three or four. Where should they take him? Let's put it this way. If he were healthy and no suspension, you would probably draft him between, what, two and five in the first round? Oh, he, he, most people, he would be one, two, or three. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, it's Johnson, he, Bell, and Elliott, clearly the top of the, the heap. Right. So you got to figure – you're definitely, even if he wins the suspension, you're definitely going to lose him two games. More than likely, it'll be four or six. 
So if you want to if you want to do like a a statistical weighted average, I would say let's say four games. So four games of no Ezekiel Elliott. And if you try to win it all, right, you're thinking to yourself, well, he's more important games 13, 14, and 15 for the playoffs. So I still take him. Look, can you use a first-rounder on him? I don't know that I can use a first-rounder on a guy that I'm going to lose for four games, maybe six. But probably in the second round, I see him going in the second round. Somebody's going to take him in the first round, though. If, yeah, and fantasy, remember, league, actually seven games for fantasy. Because of the bye week. Yeah, that's a good let, point. Let's, let's, so, get to the, let's get to the rankings, and then we'll do some uh, one or two rookies and one or two sleepers. Let's start off at quarterback. You know, you could rank these guys anywhere. We kind of, you know, basically our top three were Rodgers, Ryan, and Big Ben because of the weapons that he has. Would you put Breeze ahead of Ben or Brady ahead of Big Ben? How are your thoughts in terms of, because I know the Saints might run the ball more this year. You know Steelers pass think, a lot. So I what think do you think? Breeze, Breeze is so accurate. But other than Thomas, he doesn't really, again, doesn't really have a really impressive receiving core. And yeah, really they're running, is okay. Eh, just okay. Their running back <laughs> troops are unbelievable. So I think for the first time in his career – it's obvious to me anyway that, that the talent lies in the running back position in the Drew Brees offense and not in the quarterback – sorry, not in the wide-out tight end position. And so, Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener is going to get you 70 catches maybe. you got to watch out for true, him this year. But he's not – he's no Gronk, though. He, no, he's not. He, he'll get, he's a possession guy. He'll get you the ball. He'll get you three, four, five touchdowns. So, look, he's a good guy, but, but – I think Breeze is, is down a little bit from where he's been. i got to put Brady in that group because he lost his goal line guy, right? Blunt, yeah. Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt. And now he's got Gillisby, and who knows how much they're going to consistently run the ball. So i got to think Brady has another big year. I think he's got another 4,530 touchdowns in him. So okay, to me, so I we can flip-flop that. So is, yeah. is Rodgers number one to you or Ryan? got to say Rodgers. i got to say Rodgers because of his legs, and he might pick you up two or three touchdowns. But I tell you what, Ryan's offense got better. And everybody's talking about Mohamed Sanu and Gabriel being better than they yeah. were. You know, I read something that Matthew Berry said that was very interesting. Julio Jones, who everybody knows is a superstar, he had remember he had that one 300-yard game. That was a 48-point fantasy game. If you strip that out, he's only at 16 and a half points per game. Now, you got to take that game into consideration cuz he did it. But Julio Jones is a great player, but watch out. He, you know, No, definitely. He could, I I he could he's come back to the back. And I'd take Antonio over him. We'll, we'll get to those receivers. Don't, don't be teasing the fans, right? So, okay, so basically, Rodgers, Ryan, Big Ben, Brady, Breeze, your top five. Now, six to 12, we give you 12 instead of 10 because most drafts, most real drafts are 12-team drafts. So, that second tier, you're looking at Carr, Manning, and Cam Newton from six to eight. 
You feel that that, that works. Eli's going to pass a lot. The Raiders, they'll run it, but not so much. And then Cam's got more weapons, a ton of screen passes to Christian McCaffrey. Do you like, do you like those guys, six through eight? I do. I think that um, Cam personally on that list has the most to prove. And because he's going to spread it out more, because I think he's going to run less. He's going to try oh, yeah. to protect himself. So that's and they have a second passes. Khalil brother, Ray, so the offensive line should be better. <laughs> Two right. Khalil. More, more passing in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. The okay. only one who might sneak in there is, um, you know, he's always hanging around is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because have, he has weapons. And, you know, between Doug Baldwin, who's really underrated. You know, Doug Baldwin, if you look at these stats, is a top three or four fantasy stat collector. So he's he, – and, 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 again, I don't know where Jimmy Graham is because when his head is on right, he's – Well, he know, lost a lot of weight. And you touchdowns. Might, might see Jimmy back this year, Ray. He lost about 20 pounds. So stay tuned on the Jimmy Graham alert. So at 10, we have Phillip Rivers – Already another injury, you know, basically at the beginning of training camp, his stud draft pick receiver from Clemson, Mike Williams, is in there. But Keenan Allen's coming back. They've got Gates, Hunter Henry, you know, uh, Tyrell Williams, different receivers. So you have the Chargers with Phillip. And then 11 and 12, you know, that towards there, it's a, it's a crapshoot. But I, I would say Matthew Stafford and Jameis Winston. I do think Mariota could be right there, too, with his weapons and the running. Um, how do you feel about Rivers, Matthew Stafford, and Jameis to close out 10 through 12? So I would put Mariota in there personally. I just think yeah. he's ready. Uh, and if his offensive line can can uh, keep him upright, then he, he should be a top 10, 11 they just quarterback. They run it so much. They run it a lot. Yeah, but, but I think he'll be a little more hesitant machine. this year. Phillip Rivers – Always gets his stats, though, right? So he's always there. At the end of the year, he's always there. And by the way, because they're so terrible uh, defensively and holding leads, he almost has to <laughs> put up stats to stay in the game. So <laughs> Philip Rivers, despite all odds, <laughs> is always putting up stats. So he's one of those guys where if he's your QB1, you're okay. But if he's your QB2, you're even better, right? So if, if you can pick him up, on the flip side, if you're getting like the tenth best quarterback, and you can also get Philip Rivers, that's a nice little one-two punch. Do you trust Matthew Stafford? Would you personally draft no. him one or two? Two, I would draft him. I don't think I can roll with him as my, as my primary quarterback. Um, he's spreading it around more. I like that. Uh, Golden Tate. You know, when Golden Tate's your best receiver and you got to go to him to get your critical first down on third and six uh i don't know not sure he's got obviously he's got all the tools he's got the big arm he's accurate so I, it's not not a knock against well, him got, eric ebron got better last year marvin's jones jr i thought was was pretty good we'll, we'll see Solid. it's going to be fascinating so let, let's move on to running backs and then we can you know do a couple rookies and sleepers so we, we already kind of teased it a little Definitely David Johnson seems to be, at this point, the safest pick for you at running back, probably the number one pick in the draft. Everybody has their own interests and, and desires, so you never know who you know someone will take. But the top three, Johnson, 
you know, Le'Veon and Zeke, would you drop Zeke further down and put Shady up ahead of him because of the suspension? Yes. Okay. Yes, for sure. Well, then Especially would you drop? Especially because in a PPR league, Shady catches balls. Oh, yeah. And you got to believe this year with not having Sammy Watkins and not having Anquan Bolden, Jordan Matthews being hurt, maybe he's back week one. Shady is going to be, what, 60% of that offense between screen passes and rushes. So Shady could, before it's all done, be a top three back and had a great year last year. Do you move Zeke down past our boy um, DeMarco Murray? Well, that's where it starts to become a little testy, right? Todd Gurley, do you believe he'll have a bounce-back year? Do you believe that Devontae Freeman, now that he's got, well, Gurley from two years ago, Freeman also, um, now that he's got the money, is he going to be happy and fat and content, or is he going to be hungry? And are they going to try to be breaking records? Well, he's also got Tevin Coleman, so he's got to stay hungry for playing time. (laughs) True. Tevin is right there on on his heels. Um, so, you know what, that's a risk I, I think I'd be willing to take. I, at the end of the day, I am confident enough in my GMing skills ah. that I want Ezekiel Elliott on the back end. I want him in weeks 13, 14, 15. That's, when that's what's important. Exactly. Right. And that's so why I'm someone willing would willing take to him in the first him. round, Red. What you I'm just said. I'm willing to pick him. Yep. That's yeah. why somebody will take him early. You're exactly somebody right. Somebody will take him. End of the first round, early second round. That's, that's where he'll go. On the wraparound, probably. That's the best time to do it. So what gets interesting is if Gurley has the bounce back, you know, getting Sammy Watkins will open things up for Gurley. Robert Woods, Watkins, the Buffalo receivers, and Tavon Austin. We'll see, you know, what uh, McVay does there. Eight through ten, you've got Jordan Howard, who really looked great for the Bears. I think he's going to have a breakout season Melvin Gordon, who, same thing. And then at number 10, Dalvin Cook. How good? We were talking about, talking about rookies. How good could this kid be? And do you think he basically snatches everything from Latavius Murray and Murray only gets like eight touches a game maybe? I don't think it's that. I think it'll be more 50-50 than that. I think it depends on Sam Bradford. If Sam Bradford can spread the – offense out and can get Diggs and can get Rudolph and can get that offense running, opening it up in the middle for Dalvin Cook, who if you get that kid the ball in space, he can make things happen. So he's more elusive than Murray. He's got more, you know, he's a three down back. So I I like Dalvin Cook, but he's still a rookie. So I do think they'll split the carries. I like his explosiveness though. I like his upside. I like his, I just feel comfortable with him holding the rock, right? He, he did it for three years at Florida State. He's nice. I, I really like him, and I think he's a good fit in Minnesota. And, and I don't want to say they'll forget about Adrian Peterson, but, you know, Latavius Murray, Dalvin <laughs> Cook, nice little, nice little combo there. You're right. Um, 11 and 12, we probably could move both these guys up. Another rookie, and then, of course, at 11, Lamar Miller. You do have questions about the Texans not having uh, Dwayne Brown in the camp when we come in, their, their left tackle. Um, and then obviously with the Raiders, same thing with Donald Penn. Do you think Lamar Miller at 11 is too low? Is he more top eight, top nine maybe? 
No, I like where he is. I can't see him above Gurley and Howard and Gordon. And Dalvin Cook's the one question mark, right, because the playing time issue. You know, a lot of the Miami folks would be pushing for Jay Ajayi. Yes. Well, I basically was saying that he was sort of tied at 12 with with Leonard Fournette. Um, With the quarterback issues in Jacksonville, and let's be honest, they probably should not play either and just bring in Colin Kaepernick maybe start Henny for a week, let Kaepernick catch up, and then week two or three put him in. But what do you think Coughlin and uh, Doug Marone are going to do? Are they going to let Henny start? Are they going to give Blake Bortles one last chance? His preseason's been horrendous. Last night was, uh, okay, Henny's, we know what he is. He's not that great. I mean, if you're Jacksonville with all this promise, can you afford to have another bum year at quarterback and then everybody just be up on the line on the young rookie stud, Leonard Fournette? I think that's what's going to happen. And remember, I I didn't like Blake Bortles coming out of college. You're and, right. You know, everybody was high on him. I was like, this kid, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And Leonard Fournette is going to be facing like that Alabama defense. <laughs> everybody in the box trying to trying to, you know, so I I don't know how good a season he'll have. Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, like these guys, you know, yeah. I wish them well, but I, I got to think that this Jacksonville team is going to struggle. They, I, I really do. And not and just because they don't have some talent. Because they've got tons of talent, even defensively with Jalen Ramsey and the kid from Florida and then Calais Campbell and then Malik Jackson. They've signed and spent so much money that uh, – Jacksonville defense could be a top 10 defense when it's all said and done. So it's fascinating. So before we get to the wide receivers, give me, um, give me a sleeper pick. It could be running back quarterback receiver. You know, maybe we haven't got to receivers yet, but just give me a sleeper that you, you know, eighth round later that you might say, I, I want him on my team. The sleeper. i tell you what, there are a lot of sleepers in this in this draft that could come from one of two places, right? They could be rookies that you just kind of don't know what they're all about. Or, you know, you could have that second or third year guy or, the, or that guy bouncing back from, you know, from injury. So I could give you a few. Let me, uh, let me right. throw it out. I'll give you a rookie sleeper. Okay. All right. And then I'll give you a veteran sleeper. Now, I know you like your boy Zay Jones in Buffalo, yeah. right? Especially Sammy – Watkins and I told Robert you about Bush. him from the combine. You did you you but you're a Zay you're a Zay guy, right? Zay. But I'm a, I'm gonna say watch out for this guy. He's been totally overlooked in the last couple of years, but I'm gonna say Samaji Pirine. Because Ooh. at Oklahoma, he was the man. People forget it's not like he was just some sucker. He was putting up huge stats. But it turns out Joe Mixon's a great player, too. Forget about the off-the-field stuff. But Pirine was the man doing big things at Oklahoma. So I think by the end of the year, because Robert Kelly is nothing to write home about. I mean, he's a solid back. But I'm so you think Pirine houses Kelly's spot for the Washington by running back, eight. RB1? By week eight, it's Pirine. So that's one. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to give you another another guy, right? Now... I have a lot for you, but I'm going to give you one guy. I'm going to say Devontae Parker in Miami. Oh, yeah. He's got a big arm quarterback. <laughs> and, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the attention is going to go across 
to not not only they have a new tight end now, right? And uh-huh. they've got a receiver that's been that's been Jarvis Landry that's been catching in on a PPR basis, been catching like a hundred balls every season yeah. that he's been in and the league. Thomas, so yeah. it's hard. And Julius Thomas, who I think is actually a very good player, he just happened to be in Jacksonville, and he happened to be banged up, and he happened to be a little overweight. So all those things lead me to believe that Devontae Parker will never get double teamed. So he's talking about single coverage with a big arm quarterback. I like him. Okay. I, I definitely um, I agree with that, and I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, I'm going to go to Cincinnati and give you John Ross, another side of A.J. Okay. Green. You're going with speed. <clears throat> now, they have Tyler Boyd, and <clears throat> I forgot the other veteran they signed last year, but I think John Ross, that's speed, but he's not just the speed guy like Torrey Smith and, and Mike Wallace. He can actually run the route tree. And I saw him play a lot last year in the Pac-12 of Washington. I think he's going to be a nice uh, little find at rookie. And I'm going to give you a sleeper that people aren't talking about. I think my man has been doing his Weight Watchers, exercising, and I think big boy pants Eddie Lacy is going to come back for the no. And I think Resurrection, Eddie Lacy return of the man. Yes, will be a top. 15, the top, you know, maybe cut cut up ahead of uh, Miller and, and Fernand, 11 or 12, being at least the top 15 fantasy running back. I think Eddie Lacy will kind of, you know, they'll give it to Rawls and C.J. Procise a bit, and then when it's said and done, Lacy will get the touchdowns, but then he'll start to get the majority of the carries. C.J. Procise will be the change of pace, third down back. Eddie Lacy is going to have a resurgence. So those are my two sleepers to look for. Let's get to the wide receivers. Um, I think you brought up a good point. So I would say Antonio Brown would be number one and Julio Jones, two. Odell Beckham, would you keep him at three? Or do you have to drop him down maybe if he misses a week or two with the ankle or you don't even care about that? He's just so talented. He's so talented and he's so explosive. And, again, you know, there's winning, you know, those in those 13 preseason games or regular season games in fantasy, and then there's having him for the playoffs. So I, I, I like difference makers, and he's definitely a difference maker. So I, I like him at three, four, yeah, right, right in that range. Right, and then four, five, six, sort of you could switch flop it either way. Mike Evans, Jordy Nelson, and Amari Cooper. A lot or, of Jordy Nelson number two. Or three, you know, thinking that he's going to have a huge. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I can't put I think him that Roger high. But spreads it around too much, and that's the only reason why I can't say Jordy. You know, the only reason why I thought Jordy would be ahead of Mike Evans because Jameis now has Deshaun Jackson and OJ Howard, but Jordy, there's Devontae Adams, there's Randall Cobb, there's you know now Martellus Bennett. Martellus I think Bennett. Rodgers will be feeding Bennett. All day. Bennett might be a top three tight end this year. So, you know what I mean? So, I would keep Jordy at four or five with Evans. How do you like Cooper at six and A.J. Green at seven? Well, those guys are like your can't-miss guys. They, Very they, solid, the right. Is, solid, right? The, the, the question is, are they going to give you – A.J. Green probably has more upside. He'll probably more likely to give you a 200-yard game. But those guys pencil them in for, you know, 80 to 100 yards, a touchdown, and just 
solid. Just just yeah, seven receptions each week. Yeah. No, they're good for PPR. They they get the rock. They both get a little double team, but they have you know some help on the other side. Um, the question is about the Colts. T.Y. Hilton at eight. I almost want to drop him down only because where the heck is Andrew Luck? And Scott Tolzien is not the man. Another place where Kaepernick could be, the Colts or the Jaguars. Um, are you concerned that the Colts are just like, um, yeah, we'll roll with Scott Tolzien or Stephen Morris from Miami? Like, what do you, what do you think is going on in Indianapolis? Are they making a mistake or will Andrew Luck just be back week two and everything will be fine? I think that's the case. I mean, uh, look, if they thought that Luck would be out for a while, I think they would bring somebody that they thought could win them some games, win them four, five, six games potentially, because that AFC South is there for the taking. I mean, Houston's a, a question mark. And, you know, you got to think to yourself, 9-7 and seven won that division, but really – None of those teams are running away with that with that division. Tennessee, Houston, you know, Jacksonville's terrible, but Tennessee, Houston. Don't sleep. This and, year, two teams can make the playoffs from that division. Yeah, but Texas nine and seven, Titans. maybe ten and Texas six. And I, I'm not sure. I, look, to me, I guess my point is that division is there for the taking. So I, I think that if I they just don't know if the Colts want it, right? I don't think yeah. they want. <laughs> But I think they're going to be overly cautious with, with Andrew Luck because he oh, is the franchise and he's been getting hit a lot. So they will err on the side of safety, which means he's definitely – I don't think, if we haven't seen him now, he's probably not playing game one, maybe not game two, but he'll be back soon. Okay. So you you wouldn't be afraid to draft T.Y. Hilton, but you definitely think I wouldn't. Hayden. I, he okay. drops the ball. That, that's what bothers me about T.Y. He's one of those. He's like a Terrell. And how do you like Dante Moncrief? Do you trust Moncrief at all? You know, as a as a wide receiver too, he's fine. Maybe a three. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably a mid two, high three, that kind of thing. Okay, so to finish out the wide receivers, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, we have your boy from the Saints. You called it Ohio State, Michael Thomas. Then at ten, Larry Fitzgerald Ray from the slot. Doesn't matter. He just keeps doing it, led the league in receptions, of course, because Antonio didn't play the final week. But Larry is legit. This could be his last year. You want him to go out with a ring, but either way, he's a Hall of Famer. Des Bryant at 11, and at 12, Brandon Cooks. It could be Edelman. It could be Cooks. One of the Patriots will be there at 12, I believe. Um, How do you like 9 through 12? You know what? I like all of these guys yeah. as football players. You're trying to make a bet here as to who is going to give you the consistent, you know, the consistent love. And you got to think Thomas is there because Breeze has to throw to somebody. And he's really the only legit, you know, skill position player is catching the football. So, uh, or, or at least at the top of the top of that list, right? Colby Flynn is good, but but Michael Thomas is better. So I got to think Thomas is there. Fitzgerald at some point, Father Time is going to catch up to him. Is he still a number ten? Now he's coming up a great season, but when does he hit the wall? I don't know because to me the Browns in Arizona are ready to take over, and David Johnson in the red zone. So to me, the one guy that might not have 
the year he had last year is Larry Fitzgerald, so maybe he falls. Des Bryant, on the other hand, probably wants to show that he can help carry that team, especially when Zeke Elliott is out. So maybe he goes up and Fitzgerald goes down. Uh, and in terms of Brandon Cooks, I always hesitate, unless your name is Randy Moss, I always hesitate to really go all in on a Miami, uh, sorry on a um, on a New England wide receiver. I mean Edelman is a PPR guy, right? And so was Wes Welker. But who's consistently going to get the ball? Because Brady doesn't discriminate; he'll throw it to anybody. No, you're right. It's it's one of those things where you feel as if it's kind of wide open, and. You know, it's hard drafting Patriots in general, you know, but it could be Edelman, it could be Cooks. You really just, you know, don't know which way they're going to go. You just kind of have to stand back. And that's the thing week to week. So in some ways you're like, I can only play or start consistently Brady or Gronk. But you got to believe they're there for a reason. Cooks and Edelman are going to get their catches. They prove it every year with different quarterbacks. So together – you know, they don't run as much. So you got to believe each week, Edelman and Cooks, they'll both have six, five to six receptions for PPR, which is good. It's just Cooks might break one to the house. You know what I mean? So speaking of Patriots, and, and now let's go to the tight end. If he stays healthy, do you still think he reigns number one in the title of being the best tight end, has to stay with Rob Gronkowski, or are we sort of past it because he doesn't have the best ability, which is availability. I still think you got to go to Gronk. His upside is bigger than anybody else. Jordan Reed sometimes can put up big numbers, uh, and especially with, um, you know, with Deshaun Jackson not there, Pierre Garçon, Jamison Crowder might get feeding might him. get some love. What's that? They're gonna keep feeding them and feeding them. They're gonna be keep feeding them and feeding Wu Tang style exactly. But no, Rob Gronkowski is still Rob Gronkowski, right? And and Brandon Cooks, who they added, is a little guy, and Edelman's a little guy, and everybody's and Gillisby's a little guy. So so you like to go to the big guy in the red zone, and he's a matchup nightmare. And again, the only risk is availability. But I still think you got to go with Gronk number one. That's fair. So we have Gronk, we have Travis Kelsey two, Jordan Reed three. You can flip flop those. Um, only reason why Kelsey, just because they probably only have him and Tariq Hill to go to, where at least Kirk Cousins has got, you know, a couple of guys, maybe Josh Dodson and Crowder step up. And I think Terrell Pryor could be right there in the top 12, 13 wide receivers. We forgot to mention him, Ray. I think Terrell Pryor is going to have a stud of a season. Number four, Greg Olson. He just keeps doing it and doing it. They need to give him a little extension, maybe two years, you know, 18 million, something, pay the man. But I think Cam loves Greg Olson. He always gets open. Are you sort of comfortable with those as the top four, Gronk, Kelsey, Reed, and Olson? Or would you put Bennett ahead of him? You know, it's a coin flip. And because Bennett hasn't played yet with Rodgers, I would hold off on that. But 
I have a feeling that Bennett will, will slide up in there because Rodgers loves him a tight end. Um, and, and if Jordy Nelson gets the double teams, and if Randall Cobb is, you got to keep be aware of him in the slot. And if Williams takes over at running back, because I think Ty Montgomery's not going to be long term answer at running back, then you know that Martellus Bennett's going to get the middle of the field to himself. Yeah. So he's at number five, Delaney Walker six and seven, the future Hall of Famer, the veteran Philip Rivers. Favorite target, Antonio Gates. Are you amazed at how this guy just keeps balling and balling, Ray? I am, but you know what? That kid Henry is right on his heels. Now, Latavius Green was on his heels for a minute, and then he got traded, and nothing ever happened with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I tell you what, at some point, he's going to have to slow down, and this might be the year. So it'd be very interesting to see Fitzgerald and Green in the spotlight. And Gates, yeah. yeah. And to Gates, see if they drop, see if they drop off. The and, of course, I know you love Delaney Walker. It's Mariota's favorite target. But remember, his first couple of years in the Niners, he was just a blocking tight end. This guy slowly started to blossom. And then once he left San Francisco and came to Tennessee, Delaney Walker, I've had him on my team the last couple of seasons, Ray. He is as You love you some Delaney. I do. And listen, every week he just shows up and produces. You know what I mean? Even when he's questionable, you're like, yo, Delaney's going to play, and he's going to do it. And uh, so I like him. And then at eight, your guy that you talked about, Jimmy Graham. Is that a right placement for him? So he's the one guy on this list. That could go up or down. Back half. <laughs> that could move up or down, right? He's a guy that could give you 10 catches for 180 and three touchdowns. Or he's the guy that can give you two for 20. Like, what is Daryl Bevel doing with this guy? I, I don't know. I don't know why he's not an integral part of that offense. It's bizarre, Red. It's definitely bizarre. So then to close it out, 9 through 12, Zach Ertz, who I think with Philly, with all that talent, he's going to really do well with Smith and Alshon Jeffrey there. 10, Julius Thomas, who you mentioned, I think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns with Jay Cutler. And Jay Cutler loves throwing to a tight end. Remember what he did with Marty Bennett. 11, Eric Ebron, who finally um, – I'm sorry, Eric Ingram, who I think will do well with the Giants, maybe doesn't as a rookie crack the top 12, but I think he's got that potential. And Eli likes a tight end as well. He just hasn't had one. Um, so we'll see how that goes, especially because they're not going to have a superior run game. You might get a lot of quick passes to Eric Ingram. And then 12, Eric Ebron. Do you have any issues with those? Is there anybody else you would throw in there? I don't have any trust, issues. Trust. Those, are, those are all good picks. I think that the, the, the interesting thing in this, in this field is to look at O.J. Howard and Ingram and to ask yourself, do you think that those rookies are going to make a difference? Now, I've seen O.J. Howard go as high as 8, 9, 10 for tight ends. I think that's way too high. I think this yeah, is a guy who ready. showed some promise but really isn't ready. I don't know how great he'll be as a as a, a blocker in the NFL. So he, Although he did, he did block fairly well in that Alabama offense, but – I'm not sure. So that's the, but I certainly want to keep my eye on the rookies, but I, I'm not I'm not putting him in the top twelve, so I definitely agree with not putting him in. Yeah. I I'd be surprised if O. J. Howard is a top twenty tight end at fantasy this year. I think he's got the potential. He'll be good for the Bucks for the team, 
but fantasy, you know, it's very and different. And people Braid don't is understand. pretty good. I yeah, mean, Braid, exactly. Braid's a solid player. So let's get to the defense and then, you know, wrap up with a couple of our strategic tips for the fans to help them win their league. We want winners, Ray. We want people to come back and say, we've had some emails. Yeah, we're not trying to get you to the year. playoffs. Yeah, we're trying we're to win you the championship. People, you know, and listen, our Ray and Tate league last year, Tay was the champ. So we got to give it to him. You know, he, he got it done. Defense. Before we get to it now, my, your strategy is just to have one. I like to have two because I like to sometimes play with the matchups. You know, I have a main one, but I like to have a second one that is good enough that if I need to, depending if they play a poor offense, I can slide them in. So basically the top three or four, Broncos, Texans, Vikings, Giants. You know, you could probably throw the Chiefs in there. I think those five are clearly above the rest. Now, maybe if the Seahawks get it back together, which we might see them do this year, you know, maybe they move in at five. I have them at six. How do you like those first couple of defensive teams? I know you're pretty solid with the Broncos and Texans, right? Yeah, you're solid with them as as real defenses, and you're solid with them as fantasy defenses. Fantasy tends to reward turnovers and definitely scoring off turnovers. And to the extent that those guys make make it happen, they sack the quarterback. They have good corners. They can intercept you. So I, I like those. Uh, like you said, the Seahawks is an interesting one. Um, the Cardinals right behind them is another interesting one because those guys were known as hawkish defenses that create turnovers. And that's always good for fantasy. Yeah, no, no, definitely. So you, you took it to the Cardinals at seven, behind the Seahawks at six. Um, Patriots at eight, because remember, it's not just defense, it's also special teams. They always tend to, you know, Slater's healthy, they always have a good special team. Panthers nine and the Ravens at 10. Now the Ravens have been banged up, but their defense has still remained pretty good. And I do like them getting, um, you know, the safety um, from the Cardinals, and, you know, they've matched him up, Tony Jefferson, with Eric Weddle. I think the Ravens, you know, you still got Mosley and T. Sizzle. You, you've got to respect them, that defense. Um, I still think they're a top ten defense. How do you feel about Patriots and Panthers? You know, the Panthers, I think, will still be there. I'm not sure about their ability to create turnovers, right? They are a keep-the-game-close, solid, good-tackling team. Keekley and Davis, seems like they're there forever. Davis probably got to be in his 14th year. Keekley's probably in his 8th or ninth already. Um, so they'll be there. You know, the Ravens are always good on defense, even though Ozzie Smith's an offensive, you know, ex-tight end. He always uh, focuses on the D, lets the D run and Harbaugh, you know, puts a lot of emphasis on his defense. So those guys are are solid. Uh, again, what, the reason they're so low is probably because they just don't turn you over as much as, as other defenses do. Um, and back to the philosophy, yeah, I, I like 1D, you know, maybe around the bye weeks, maybe you juggle and you hold the second D. But defense is, is so unpredictable that, I almost it's it's like a Russian roulette. I almost feel like that roster spot. I'd rather have it as a as a flex position. But that's just my philosophy. Right, and then to finish it up, Eagles eleven, Bucks twelve. Um, I think the Chargers and Titans 
will be very good sleeper defenses. Um, you never can count out Buffalo. So it's going to be fun. I think either way, you've got a lot of different, you know, teams to work with. Um, definitely think that Eagles team is going to be, you know, the pass rush with Fletcher Cox and the boys. You know, there's something to watch out for. And the Dolphins, um, you know, they're right around the top 12 as well. That defensive line is, uh, you know, dangerous. Although last night in preseason, 38-31, you wouldn't think either team had a defense, but it's preseason. So the Dolphins, listen, Dolphins are going to be sneaky good. If Jay Cutler can, you know, with Gates, limit the turnovers, um, would you even have Cutler as a QB2 on your team? Well, probably as a bye week substitute, but not much more than that. I don't think he'll have a he'll have a top fifteen season, but certainly, you know, if you have a quarterback that maybe has some injury issues, like an Andrew Luck, or you have a quarterback that uh, you know has a bye week, or you you need in in a pinch, I'll take I'll take him, but I, I won't put too much pressure on Jay Cutler. Right, that makes sense. So let's wrap it up with a couple of little key tips. I mean, we both sort of agree, obviously, that it's it's got to be the kicker as your last pick. It's just not that many points. And, yeah, you want to take a kicker from a team that scores a lot, but, you know, a kicker is, is just – it's a kicker. I hate to say it. But, you know, hey, we got a kicker in the Hall of Fame this year, so good for them. I'm going to give you one of my favorite uh, things, and let me know what you think. I say this. Usually I don't take a quarterback till sixth round or later. Um, that's just me. How do you feel with the quarterbacks and where do you feel comfortable taking a quarterback? So I think if you can get a, a top two or three quarterbacks, so if that for you is Brady Breeze, uh, certainly Rodgers and, um, you know, Matty Ice, then I could see you taking them in the top, four rounds but if you don't then load up on skill position and get that quarterback you know get yourself a Russell Wilson in the eighth round and Mm. pick up seven position players before you take Russell Wilson so there's a lot of depth at quarterback and maybe not everybody's Aaron Rodgers but I, I I feel like the point differential is not that much right exactly in the middle right to go from you know four to twelve is not that much of a difference in the quarterbacks. And and, and so I, I actually – I'm a fan of either early or late. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Sometimes I get the quarterback ninth or tenth round, and you're like, oh, look who fell to my lap. I, I, I feel, though, you do feel really nice when you after the draft and you look up and you're like, oh, I got one of the top five gunslingers, I, I, I must say. Like, you know, because you know, like, you're like, okay, I, I, he's going to put up so many points each week. So – well, look, this is fun. Real football is coming. We got college football preview coming next week. We got the NFL preview probably coming to uh, the day after Labor Day, Tuesday, September 5th. It's going to be exciting. Any last tips, any do's or don'ts? Um, I would say on the comedy side, don't draft any New York Jets unless it's Bilal Pal. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, leave the Jets alone. Is there any other teams or offenses that you're like, I'm not touching them? Oh, boy. Look, this is a quarterback-driven league, so if your quarterback's terrible, Jacksonville. 
watch out and you know don't expect consistent excellence the other thing to remember don't get hyped on rookies i mean we all love rookies and we keep their eye out from it's very rare that rookies make serious impact in this league uh the easiest position to make an impact is running back but other than that don't bank on those rookies Definitely not. So I'll say this. I'll take Christian McCaffrey in the top seven rounds. I'll scoop him if he's there for me. I would definitely take him. You know, him or Dalvin Cook. Okay. I mean, look, PPR, man in space, you know, all-purpose yards. Maybe he does some special teams. I don't know. He's he's, he's tremendously talented, but they got to figure out how to get him into the offense. So I I think that takes a while. But, um, look, it's it's worth a shot. He he's the type of guy that's worth a shot. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we are out. We'll see you next week, midweek, for our college football preview. Woo! I'm excited. Fantasy football. Have fun drafting the next two weekends. It's gonna be fun. And enjoy, oh, oh, here's one tip. Look at this week, week three in the NFL is the only week you need to be worried about. The rest of those weeks for fantasy football. Those people will not affect your fantasy roster. So pay attention to this weekend's games. Man, you're out. Out.